What is up, everybody? It is Saturday. You know what time it is. It is time to go beyond with the Smash podcast. So join us as we Texas smash your ears. As always on the usual panel, we got the man with the plan, Mr. Operation himself. What is up, everybody? What's up? Got my ice cream breaking this show on the road, y'all. Let's go. He's getting that diabetes over there. Diabetes on the way. Oh, man. And of course, we got the ever living man himself, the animation king, Mr. Soul. What is good, everybody? Tonight's going to be a good show. Oh, yeah, definitely some good stuff. And Nathan, Super G can't be with us tonight. However, they I know Super G will try to pop in when he can. But let's get on to our superstar here. It's the saltiest man you could ever know. If anything's causing you anger, it's probably because of this man right here. It's Mr. Saltiest Gaming. Hey, what's up, everybody? Saltiest Gaming, and I'm back. Well, I guess it's the first time that I've ever been here, but you get the point. <laughs> uh, we'll, ha- we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on with you, Salty? What's going on, brother? You know, man, uh, just, you know, keeping it salty. That's how I do it. But that's not anything from, you know, different from the norm. I uh, had a busy day today on this lovely Saturday. It's about 80 degrees here in uh, Arizona. So, uh, Sheesh. Ooh, yeah. like, like 30 over here, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Can we trade weather, please? It's hard always, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I could yeah, miss man. That, that nice weather right now because Texas is sitting like in the 50s and I don't like it. It's too cold for us, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's weird. Like, I feel like Arizona just skipped winter completely. We had like two days that were jacket worthy and then I haven't had to wear a jacket. It's crazy. But uh, you know what's funny? You say that when Texas has like four seasons, it's spring, kind of spring, summer, spring, and then winter. That's it. Shit. Arizona's all about hot, 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 super hot, balls hot. Then it's just like the devil's, you know. The devil's you know, anus. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we know that uh, our man, Mr. 108 Dragons, is supposed to be dropping in here. And we might have Nick Fury dropping in here a little bit. They're uh, taking care of some things. But let's go ahead and get started here. So, Man, this week has been news heavy. So many trailers getting prepped for the new movie season, whatever you want to call it. And there's just so much good stuff coming out and so many talks about big things. I don't know about y'all, but a lot of it has me pretty hyped. And probably one of the biggest interesting one that I saw was the Game of Thrones producers, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, are actually in talks to do a new Star Wars saga. I actually did not know that. Yeah, they they apparently they were talking and that they already sat down with Kathleen Kennedy and they're being given uh they're they're going to be heading up a new saga themselves. And this is already besides the saga that we know that uh Ryan Johnson's going to be doing after episode 9 uh with when uh JJ Abrams come back for that. But we know the next saga is going to be headed by Ryan Johnson and that there's going to be a saga done by now by the Game of Thrones producers. So what are y'all's thoughts on that? I think that's really good. I, I love I love Game of Thrones. I've been like obsessed with that. And their storytelling is really good. So I think that would work perfect. I think that really worked good. I was excited to hear about it as well because this will be completely transparent. I haven't started Game of Thrones yet. Earth has a very slow start, which is kind of a little intimidating to me. But 
I hear Game of Thrones producers. I remember see I mean, how good the show is, like how blue can get. I remember how kid friendly Dizzy can be. So I'm kind of a little worried, like probably like holding back. That, that goes, is, that do what he wants true. to do. Yeah, because it because you think of Star Wars, you're not gonna think it'll go like full brutal, full like just raw with it. So we'll keep at least kid friendly, have a wide audience for that. That's probably one concern I have with it. But still, I'm very helpful for the series and the saga. Oh, definitely. And and I agree that, that you know, knowing where Game of Thrones has come, um, it is going to be an interesting since, you know, Star Wars is now Disney's one of their biggest, like, you know, money-making flagships. How having the, the heads of probably one of the biggest, you know, global phenomenon TV shows, but probably one of the most controversial. Because there's been a lot of things that come out over it because uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff have kind of gotten into some fire over some things in the past with the way that they portray certain scenes, how they do certain characters, how they how they handle a, a lot of the cast because they've been called misogynistic or, you know, kind of closet homophobic, things like this. And then they go from one extreme to another after we saw in the last season, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of stronger women characters, you know, really coming forward, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but some of them kind of came out of nowhere without any sort of like pre build up besides maybe Arya and of course source uh, Cersei herself. So this is going to be interesting on how they do the direction for it, as well as how they're going to manage it because star Wars itself can get pretty dark. And if you've read any of the expanded universe, Oh yeah, definitely. It it gets completely messed up to all, to all hell with some of the characters. And then they come out and say that, um, they would never make a like a rated R Star Wars movie or something like that. Probably not, but it's definitely yeah. gonna be like a hard PG thirteen. I would definitely say that. Like, they're probably pushing boundaries. We're, we're, yeah, we're gonna pu- they're gonna push it just under because you gotta think too that, and even in Star Wars Episode three, the the scene where you know Anakin killed all the kids and and you know cut them, we didn't see it because it was off screen, but it was, it, 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 it was definitely you know leaning into what he was gonna do. So yeah. it's definitely going to be an interesting take. Salty, what do you think? Uh, man, it's funny because uh, Game of Thrones is probably my favorite TV show of all time. It is my favorite TV show. I think there's not really a, a show that really stacks up to it just based on the cinematography and the amount of money that they put in each episode. Uh, this, the CG work is second to none. They're putting in. Uh, so basically the way that they're running the show now is it's like a mini movie every episode. That's why they've had to you know, cut it down and, you know, they're, they're overseas and and the connections between star Wars and, uh, you know, game of Thrones have been clear. Uh, the mother of dragons is going to be on the Han Solo movie. You see a lot of the people that are doing, you know, some of the, that are working on the show or, you know, crossing between the two. So the connections have been there. Uh, when I heard this news, I was elated. Honestly, I think these guys have what it takes to put you know a story together and then have continuity with the story i think the thing that's been missing uh in the star wars universe as far as when uh disney took over is the continuity between storylines if you look at you know the force awakens and then the last jedi it seems like uh the two directors and the, the screenwriters and everybody they didn't talk to each other it's like 
you know, oh, yeah. they, you know, it just doesn't seem to connect. And that's the biggest problem that I have right now with the Star Wars universe is when you're making a trilogy, it should have, you know, threads that you can follow and connections and pieces and stuff like that. Definitely. So uh, that's the issue there. And I think one of the main issues is Ryan Johnson uh, started, you know, writing uh, The Last Jedi even before The Force of Awakens was done. And I don't think he did his research there, but that's another topic for another day. Um, I think that these guys will bring a realness uh, to Star Wars that we haven't seen. I hope that it's kind of an old Republic type feel, maybe uh, something there. I, they haven't really talked about what they're going to do specifically, but like I was saying, they work in the TV space. So they make, you know, eight or nine episodes and they need to make them connect. So that's what they'll bring to the Star Wars universe. And I think it'll be more gritty. It's not going to have nudity and all that other stuff. It's not going to be rated R and stuff, but it will be more gritty, you know. So definitely, and you're right about that because you you do got to think that with with Game of Thrones, they were set in you know ten episode pieces. They're having to go through you know multiple books that have hundreds and hundreds of pages and little details, and they're trying to condense it. And you know, yes, I can see where some people feel you know that they have issues with you know telling the story just because of the fact that they were doing their own thing. And handling it in their vision compared to, you know, the original story by George R. R. Martin. However, you too have to think of that these episodes are still only an hour and, you know, they have to get a certain amount of, you know, information and, and stuff shown to kind of give the story. And yes, there's going to be some some threads that are going to kind of be missing or anything, but they definitely do still hold it all together well. And and I do agree that it is it is an exciting point. And with with the Last Jedi with being written by jo- Ryan Johnson, I still love the movie, but it does have its it, its issues. And part of that was you know it wasn't being continued by the same person. They're having multiple you know different perspectives. And you know he fin- he started writing it after he saw what was being done with the Force Awakens. And mm-hmm. you know it, he they, it's a perspective issue. And and that is kind of where I see a lot of the people who hated the movie, you know, come from. However, you know, completely throwing it out right is isn't the way to do it. But I do believe that if it is being done, it should have that con- continuity so and continuation from the same person. The 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 weird thing for me is, you know, you got this the Star Wars group, right? Uh, they're supposedly treating uh, things like Marvel when, it, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is there. She's like overseeing stuff. But she so you got different directors for these different movies, but then they're given free reign when it came to the story, like the way they wanted to write it. That's a weird thing for me when it's a trilogy, a, a trilogy is a long story that's cut into three parts in my opinion and and the reason why the last jedi burned so many people is because it didn't make any sense it's like uh jj abrams sets up this 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 perfect it's like he's lobbying a a softball you know to people to hit it out the park and then ryan johnson basically flushes it down the toilet that's the way it worked because it, it showed with the first scene uh, with Luke, when he gets the the lightsaber, his father's lightsaber, he, he throws it over his, his shoulder, right? He, he, like, doesn't give a shit. But when in reality, that never would have made sense with the overarc of the story because it's like in in the last jedi he's like oh i went to this island to die but it's like did you would you have done that you know like is that what you know luke would have done so anyway that's that's the story there and you can decide whether or not um you know it's for you or not but the the good thing about these guys that they're going to bring is a realness 
that they bring in their story. The the thing that confused me was this when this news came out that people immediately went to the race thing, the the sexist thing, the lack of diversity thing. Why yeah. can't we just focus on getting the best qualified people in there? You know, it always yeah, it always yeah. goes to that. And it's it IGN I, did, you know, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. You're you're not wrong. It all it does always seem to come into that. And again, there's nothing wrong with diversity. There's nothing wrong to inclusion. There's plenty of great, you know, you know, people of color directors. You know, black. There's there's you know, of course, Guillermo del Toro, who's a big you know Spanish director, and, and a bunch of others. But it's just like there's people who show interest in in wanting to do pro projects, and there's some who don't. Look at a man like Steven Spielberg. He is probably the biggest white director, but he's always doing something because of the fact that he's passionate about so much and he helps to make a lot of those magic films, you know, but, you know, not everyone has that same kind of drive to do big projects, especially with something you got to think of of a name and juggernaut like Star Wars, because you've seen how badly if someone mishandles that people get ripped to shreds. Not everyone is willing to kind of take that chance. And it's not to say that they that they won't take the risk or they're not open to it, but it's some people are are it's like not. public suicide. Exactly. Mess it up. Because yeah. because when you take something like that and, and a couple other big, you know, franchises, if you don't do it in the way that the public and fans want your career's almost on, dead. Yeah, you're 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 gonna be you know put on blast in the worst way, and people are gonna hold it to you, and that's gonna follow you. Yeah. It's, it's one of those dangers that that come with something like that. I don't know, man. It, it's weird because it, IGN, there's a video that they put out and it was a reaction to the, you know, this news. And the lady that was there immediately just started bashing on the move. Oh, it's a couple more uh, white guys getting hired and blah, blah, blah. And this and that. And that that video specifically had the most dislikes I've ever seen. Within just, a, you know some a couple of hours because it, it just it that narrative that narrative isn't needed man I mean it's not it's definitely the most click because the most popular right now especially like yeah. attacking this diversity inclusion stuff like that right now that's yeah. just what there is they also got a thing too with Star Wars being as big of a a, a a juggernaut that it is it also hasn't had that many movies a lot of it comes down to the merchandise and stuff like that but. Oh yeah, spinoffs as well. Yeah, we've had what the the eight main mainline movies, and then we've had two spinoff series uh, in the TV show that are continu uh, continuous, which is Rebels and Clone Wars. Did the Clone like, Wars one count on Toonami? Does that count as continuity? Yes, the, okay. yes, the, the yeah, Clone Wars. That was, my, yeah. that was my favorite one out of all of them. Yeah, it does fill in between two and three, and then some after three going into four. And then mm -hmm. Rebels picks up in the the time between three and four heavily. And a little bit after uh, four, I don't know, it's still kind of uh, unclear on that, but it does show a lot of that. But there hasn't been a lot of, you know, movies into that. Now, you know, we had um, Rogue One, and now we have the Han Solo movie coming out and things like that. However, we've seen a lot of the tension with the directors and directions and, and a lot of issues coming from those kinds of um, movies and things like that. So you got to think that with, with something as big as Disney and how quick they are to pull a project or pull someone off if it's not doing anywhere, they're not afraid to take a loss 
because they they know that they can make it up later. Yep. So yeah. That not everyone is willing to take that chance. Like I I want more you know experimental directors to come out. I do want more you know uh, multi ethnical directors to come out onto it. But it's the fact of some don't have the notoriety, nor are they willing to take that risk because if they mess it up, then they're done. That that's yeah. where and everyone has the skills or talent to do as well. Yeah, and and that's not to downplay any of the things that they do. Like oh, there's no, just many out there that are talented and phenomenal, but it's not everyone is willing or or has that star power or has that notoriety. Like look at Black Panther that's coming out. It has one of the biggest black directors out there. However, he wasn't that well known because he didn't get a lot of credit for the movies he's done. And he's like two movies before that one though. Yeah, he he directed Creed. And, um, and Creed. Yeah. yeah. And and those are phenomenal movies, but he didn't get the credit that he that he should have gotten for those. And now they pulled him on to do this and everyone is lauding that movie as a blowout. And that's great. But not everyone is like that. Not every director has that kind of, uh, you know, pool. That's where it comes down to. Yeah. I hate this narrative. Yeah. of yeah. Oh, it's not a woman. Oh, it's not, you know, someone of color. too many that's- white men. If you don't have the skills for it, it can't. You can be a good director, but you can't always translate it to like a specific movie genre. Like you can be a good director, but doesn't even go make a good sci-fi movie or get action or get a horror movie. It doesn't always translate well. Exactly. Like that. And the and the ones that we have seen that have been knockouts, you know, you know, some of the best female directors, like we saw with Patty Jenkins and what she did with, you know, Wonder Woman. That's a great, that's a great thing. You know, we've seen a lot of, of female directors do really good drama movies and you know, occasionally horror movies, but yeah. some of those elements don't always translate over to something like star wars and and sci-fi yes they have the aspects of it but it doesn't always tie together Everybody yeah. has their niche. the point the point of this is a lot of these people that are creating this narrative they don't care it's just like would you guys be happy if you put a woman or a person of color in there if they weren't qualified for the job and it's just it's almost like slotting someone in because they have that title and that's not the way things work it's just like we want to get the best people uh, possible for these exactly. movies so, so we can get the best possible film like i personally it's like with ryan johnson uh he's slated to do another trilogy but you know i the this just because he's a white man and doing doing a film uh, it's not doesn't mean he's qualified for it. it's just you need to be qualified for and have you know a pedigree of things that you've done like jj abrams how many films J- has he done you yeah jj abrams he's he's you know? really known for like piecing everything together cryptic like very like cryptic and it's it's real good i like because he did the cloverfield movies he likes to piece all his movies together kind of i don't know i like the guy but ryan johnson i really can't really say much about him what has he done ryan johnson i don't know man he did uh what was it uh yeah exactly i can't even think of the movie <laughs> <laughs> So I don't, I don't, I don't get why Ryan Johnson was the man, and I, I don't, I still don't get why they, they were quick to the draw to give him a trilogy. It's just like what he, what did he do that merited he, that he situation? Did, he did, he directed Looper. Looper, there you go. I couldn't even think of it, man. I mean, that's not a really a, a big I mainstream. Kind of ended on a terrible cliffhanger. I remember yes. that. It was all right. It was good. It was all right movie. Yeah, for me. but he did, he did Looper, which was his big one, um, as well as. He directed uh, several episodes of Breaking Bad. 
Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, we just have to see good. what he does with the next two. Ep- yeah. next two I, I think a lot of it is, is because as, as we went into, is that the issue with it is the fact of he had his own thoughts and perspective on, on the story compared, which kind of was opposite of what J.J. Abrams did. And we saw that differentiation. So we saw the opposing perspectives and that's what what put a lot of people off i i agree with what what me and neth have said before is that if he gets his own saga seeing his continuous vision from the beginning to the end i think it'll do it a lot better compared to him following with what he thinks after coming into what jj abrams did and then jj abrams having to come over and pick up where he left off because they're they're continuously kind of going against each other yeah, just whatever he does with his new saga, just make sure it's continuous. Because like, if it if all the movies are fragmented, it's gonna, it's gonna cause more strife to the um, community and people who enjoy these movies. Cause swap through the community just again, like the last Jedi somewhat did this time. Just need good continuity. Yeah, it's just it, it's easy to say like, hey, I want a Marvel Cinematic Universe type feel with Star Wars, but that's pretty much what I want. I want I want pe- yeah. a story group to get together. And say, hey, this is our thoughts on the force and the direction of it. It's like, you know, with Snoke, uh, it, they they said that he didn't he served his purpose and with Kylo Ren, you know, which yeah. is is okay. But like, why build him up the way you did? And exactly, I went along with the. I, I kind of believe the fact that it was a misdirection as well as the fact of they didn't want to do another Palpatine so, situation. You know, and and a lot of people kind of forget that Palpatine was mentioned a lot in in the original trilogy way back in the day, and he was only given real time for all of what seven minutes before he was killed off in Episode uh, six, just like he like Snoke was. We didn't really get an explanation of how he was or who he was until um, they did the prequel trilogy years later. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that argument. But at the same time, uh, they had the prequels for, you know, Palpatine and stuff like that. But the way that they treated Snoke, like uh, he's like, you know, bring him to me. We'll finish his training, blah, blah, blah. Did they even show any training for, you know, uh, Kylo Ren? I, 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 no. I if, if they did, I missed it. But he stated, hey, you need to come back. You get, need to get trained. We didn't see that. You know, all these things, these threads that were built up. It's like you, yeah, you're building and, a story, and then you you take a blowtorch to them, yeah, and then they're and, not and important. I agree. Right? I, I agree with that, and and it's definitely one of those things. My biggest thing was that they didn't, you know, there were certain characters that just weren't seen, and hopefully they kind of explain a little bit more in in nine with JJ being back in the in the seat. Hopefully he can kind of clear up some of the mess on that. But it, it is one of those things where it does come down to having that opposing perspectives going back and forth which was the issue. So do you think, do you think the directors from uh, what's it called? Game of Thrones. Do you think they're going to be doing uh, stuff for the, the streaming service? Cause I know there's uh, rumors of that because they're starting their own Disney's starting their own streaming service and, out there. So, and you know what, with, with Disney wanting to start their own streaming service, we see them pulling in a lot of different companies and a lot of uh, content that they can put into the streaming service and use as an infrastructure, because we know that they just bought, I believe it's like 60% of shares for Hulu. So they Damn. have that that controlling infrastructure as well to use with. So it is definitely possible. 
for for especially with with directors as big as David Benioff and DB Weiss uh, for this. Uh, having the the star power and notoriety from being so huge from Game of Thrones, it would if they don't do a saga. I think it definitely would be great to have them do a big live action Star Wars that they put only on their streaming service because that would pull in people like crazy. Because everyone knows that you know season eight is going to be the last Game of Thrones. It's this, this, and that. So everyone's trying to get that next Game of Thrones sensation to start and and be able to pick up after that juggernaut ends so i think if they're able to pull that then you know that would be a great thing for them to have that's very true but i don't i think they're not gonna get their fix from from star wars because the thing about game of thrones there were so much there was so much stuff that was like mysterious in the books that they just tied together in a in a tv show so i don't i just don't i don't know i don't see them actually really if they do make a, a streaming service for that, I guess, but I don't know. I don't. Like I think I'll be I'll be more happy to get like their own, I guess, TV series for um, Star Wars on the streaming service. Yeah, I'm not. I don't feel like doing another another ten ninety nine. If it's five dollars, <laughs> but all these streaming services they're pulling me dry at this point. I'm not paying fifty dollars across like five or so different streaming services. It's getting a little out of hand now. Yeah, I, I want to. Smack Jay Fonzarelli with some uh, knowledge real quick. <laughs> so he's talking about uh, he the Star Wars was left to the little ones to embrace. Star Wars has always been about little ones. Um, yeah. So that's just the knowledge that you got to get in your head. Um, Star Wars has always been about kids. Uh, you know, George Lucas talked about this from the beginning. The way he wrote the narrative was in a way that kids would be able to understand it. So that's the thing that's a misconception when it comes to Star Wars, that it's supposed to be this adult, you know, narrative and it's supposed to be this adult thing. It's never been that. So just for the fact that Disney picks it up and, you know, we're expecting the last Jedi to be, you know, super raw and dark and all that other stuff. That's not what Star Wars has really been. The darkest movie that I probably saw was, you know, uh, episode three, right? Yeah, so, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Um, I was definitely getting those vibes from the trailer for Last Jedi, though. They get me in dark. Yeah, hey, but, it, it definitely it had that feel. So I just want to let Fonz know I still love him, but it's <laughs> <laughs> wrong. That knowledge, you know. He's yeah, he's kind of he's he's soured on Star Wars in general. Yeah. Uh, he said it's time to move on, but I'll never move on from Star Wars. Honestly, like uh, my passion with Star Wars is hand in hand with my passion with. Gaming, oh God, so. yes. I, I said I, I stand by it because it still has that magical aspect for me. Because I grew up watching it as a kid and seeing the seeing Episode Four for the first time on VHS was just mind blowing, and then in Episode Eight, just seeing that that fifteen second scene of just silence when they when they light speed jump straight through the ships like that is mind-blowing for me it still has magic for me yes it has its faults but just like anything it, it still has those moments that are just mind-boggling yeah jay, jay Fonz is gonna mess around and make me drive to cali dude he's talking so much our trip. <laughs> <laughs> jay Fonz, just wait for e3 we're gonna, go out, we're gonna go out to the bar. We're gonna get drunk, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go out to this. We're gonna go out to the parking lot. We're gonna throw hands. Five seconds yeah. later, I'll be knocked out, but we'll settle it there. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Now, speaking of Star Wars, moving on from there, we finally, finally got a taste of Solo, the Han Solo story. And I have to tell you, knowing the amount of issues that movie has had since they've gone through almost two, what, two or three directors and everything else, the multiple reshoots, seeing that trailer... I I'm not I'm not looking forward to that movie. I'm I'm not. I, I, <laughs> I was about to say the same exact thing. I could care less for a solo movie at this point. I yeah, say it, the same exact thing. Like it, it. Here's the worst part about it is that you're taking probably one of the most the most loved like characters in in Star Wars, and you're doing a prequel to his backstory. That's great. How how has there been so much? back and forth through multiple writers, multiple directors, that the movie is kind of looking like that. Don't get me wrong. the vi- Visually, it looks phenomenal. It, it does. Donald Glover, it, uh, he looks great for Lando. Everything else about the trailer and, and the movie, I'm not sold on. It seems hey. like a very simple movie to do as well. It, as far as like Max Arnold Hustle. So I'm going to understand this, all the issues they've been having. It, it really but, is. And you got to think of like, what they did, look at how great Rogue One was for a lot of people. They took all of two se- two sentences in the original fourth episode and turned it into a movie. Yes, there's some people who are going to complain about, about, you know, character, you know, motivation now with that movie. And yes, there are some questionable things. But the movie itself was still solid in, in the fact that it was a one-off. It wasn't trying to do anything. This is a one-off for one of your biggest characters. And so many people aren't sold on it. As a Star Wars fan, I'll probably still watch it. I'm just not sold on it. Man, I gotta, I gotta come with that counter, counter punch, counter argument. Um, I, all right. So, when it comes to this movie, it's, a, it's a movie that nobody asked for. Arguably, uh, nobody wanted. And you gotta question the story group and the decision makers at Star Wars in general because why? Why? It's like you hear people saying the movies they want, the movies that they'll pay for to go see, and the at the forefront is Obi Wan, right? Uh, one of the movies that they've been talking about, and then they they push this movie out, and I I, I promise you, I've been telling everybody that I didn't give a shit about this movie and I didn't care about it, but then what do you know? I see the trailer for it. I see it and then I get excited. I want to see it. I want to see it day one. All my thoughts change on it. The thing is, is Ron Howard was called in to, you know, direct this movie and he's done so many reshoots that he can, he can just basically call the movie his own. And the dude that wrote the screenplay is the same dude that wrote Empire Strikes Back. And he's been quoted to say that this is the best story that he's written. So you put those two and two together with the visuals and the sound, you got a good movie. The only thing that could be a drawback, and it's a huge thing, is this the guy that's you know acting as Han Solo. When I heard him at first, I was like, man, he doesn't he doesn't sound like Harrison Ford. He doesn't look like him. But does he have to? That's the question. Does he have to look like Harrison Ford, or can he make it his own? I think it's a good idea to make her, you know, make Han Solo his own because let's be honest, unless you have cloning as a, a thing as a possibility, there's no actor on the planet Earth that's going to get uh, Harrison Ford's look and his sound right to the T. So no matter who you got to play uh, Han Solo, they're never going to do a job good enough to say, yeah, I buy it as a young Harrison Ford. 
but this dude, the way he he's, you know, I've heard some th issues with his acting and some other things, but it, if you don't, if you guys remember rogue one was in the news because it had to do all the reshoots and we know what happened with that movie. Yeah. It, it sold True. a bunch and it became a, a, a huge success. I think it's going to be the same thing with this movie because people are going with extremely low expectations. I think they'll be coming out of the movie surprised and that's the the counter argument to the last jedi people came in with huge expectations and they left disappointed so that's the difference that's definitely a value it, argument the trash ass gonna have to wait now and, and, <laughs> and, and that's where i wanted to go with too is that on certain movies you, know, that you can trash have ass. that aspect of you know you go into it and it doesn't look like it is gonna be good for you you would set your bar low and when it significantly exceeds that, you know, you're you're blown away and, and you're happy with that. And like I said, the trailer didn't do it for me. But as a fan and how much I still love it, I, I know I'm still going to see it. And if it does turn out to be just mind-blowingly amazing, because, you know, knowing how Ron Howard does, knowing that the fact that they're having the, the writer for, for Empire uh, help to kind of do this, that's great. That, that would be a great, you know blow away for people who thought that the movie was just being you know put out just to get it out be done with you know after everything and that that's a great point to bring up there salty as as i can definitely see that being um you know one of those upsets those surprises for a lot of people so another counter argument that i want to make with fonz because he's uh talking a lot in chat <laughs> uh, he's talking about how shitty this movie is going to be but how can i take your opinion seriously when you said this the franchise was dead after the last jedi like you're not going to go into this movie you're not going to look at the trailers you're not going to look at it with an objective point of view you already think everything's trash so why would i even <laughs> listen to what you have to say so that's just the yeah, facts you can't hey, browse the movie anyway because nobody's seen it yet. I just don't have that much interest in it. I was definitely going to see it, but I'm not going like just right. I'm not going. I'm not going on release. It, yeah, <laughs> and, and that that's understandable if you don't if you're if it's definitely not a movie you're going to look at. It might definitely on. be good. I'm not going to say it's going to be trash, but exactly. I don't know, it definitely can be good. Yeah, it, it definitely like I said, it, it right now because of there's so little of it. You know, one of those things that. It has that potential to 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 be an upset and be really good, of course. And it also has the potential of falling through everyone's expectations as already low as it is that it's going to be you know bad. But yeah. I still think of it, it right now. Like if they show more, because they always do big promotional for for a movie closer to when it's going to launch out. So I think here in the next month or so, we're going to see more. Question: When does it release? Uh, May. Uh, no, 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 May. June. June. Is it May or is it June? No, no, it's Let me June. Check. Let me get the exact date. Because they moved Deadpool up to not compete with Solo, which I believe is either June first or June eighth. Is when it's coming out. So May twenty fifth. May twenty fifth. Is it May twenty fifth? Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. But like i said with that it has it has potential to go one of two ways and so we're definitely going to see more of it here in the coming months and at that point you know you can get your, more gauge your your kind of attention on is it good is it bad are you gonna write it off or anything like that and look who's finally showing up in the chat mr 108 dragons himself where are you bro send the bat signal out yes yeah, gotta send that dragon <laughs> signal bro put it in the what sky chief all right 
but I, like I said, there's definitely a lot of potential for it to to go either either way. And and I think writing it off now from that first tease is is definitely not the way to do it. Like I said, I'm not completely sold on it. So I'm just I'm I'm unsure at this point, knowing everything from, that's already happened to it. But I'm still going to give it a chance here, uh, and at least that's my opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of movies that uh, that people are are unsure of, Venom. We finally, finally, finally got word on Venom. We've already been seeing. You know, they finished uh, shooting all the scenes. They're in post production. We've seen a lot of shots as Tom Hardy as good old Eddie Brock and and hearing about it. And oh yeah, Venom. We and finally no. got the teaser trailer. And no. And a lot of people aren't sure. And me being one of them, I found the monologue from any rock to be very interesting. But seeing what was going on in the trailer, it makes me wonder what the hell is going on in the movie. It did come to their job. It was it, a teaser. Jaw teaser trailer. It, yeah. They don't want to show their best thing yet. I understand exactly. This. And, they can and, at least show Venom a little bit. Yeah, like, but, but here, here's the big thing about it, though. Y'all that, y'all need it. Yeah, no, you're not wrong there, Soul. But the big thing is most people who, who aren't following it and aren't fans of Venom or, or what this is aren't knowing what, what the movie is about or what, what it is. Um, the, the big thing about it is it had me interested and intrigued, but I'm not completely, like, like so yeah hype for it like, we gotta wait we gotta but, wait yeah, yeah I, i'm I, it's definitely one of those things that you gotta wait for like i've been following the film because one i love tom hardy i love venom and knowing that the fact that it's gonna be a mix between agent venom as well as part of, lethal uh, protector. of this yeah lethal protector and and planet of the symbiotes because we're gonna see a lot of the other ones mm-hmm. i'm i'm excited to see what they do with those storylines but it's the fact of they didn't show the name of the movie. They, you know, only those who know what Venom looks like will get the reference at the end on the way that they showed his face and, and made the V. But anyone who doesn't know what that is isn't going to know. I don't know. So, if, so if you don't know who so Venom is, then that's, that's a problem. But well, but, you got to think, too, that, that st- this comic book movies now and superheroes are starting to pull in a lot of the casual audience. And not oh, everyone yeah. knows who these big people are. And you, and finally, I'm sorry, if you don't know who Venom is, you're a scrub. I feel like you have to know who Venom is, though. <laughs> Doctor Strange, hey, man, you can get by with that. Venom, nah. He's like one of the top villains. Look, the, everyone's only known case of, of Venom is what we got in Sam Raimi's number uh, Spider-Man 3. And we all know Sam Raimi hated Venom, and that's why he <laughs> But, like, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, First off, I, I believe Tom Hardy knows how to pick his movies. So I'm pretty confident he he, he really into this movie. Oh, he did a good job, no doubt. So, I definitely agree. And I, and so I, and I have what, my own what, what I think this is just like an origin story. We probably we probably not gonna see Venom probably until like mid or end of the movie. Obviously. Yeah, we won't see much action. Probably more like human strife from it's, Tom Hardy. Like, if you go look up the, if you go look up the movie right now, it's classified as a horror. But, Funny um, thing about yeah. it. I don't so, know. What are your what are your thoughts, bro? All right, so we the first of all, they got this teaser out because uh, all these other uh, superhero movies were getting their teasers, their their trailers out, you know, uh, and they're just like, yeah, we got to get ours out. And honestly, they didn't have the CGI ready for Venom, and that's why you didn't see a damn thing 
when it came to Venom. And it's like, why are you guys going to get a trailer out when you don't have Venom? It'd be like having ca a Captain Marvel teaser and it doesn't show any of her and her co her costume or any of her powers. It's just like this is a superhero movie. He's you know he's kind of an anti whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a comic book movie, and what you showed me, I could get in any other movie. Explosions, cars flipping, you know, a guy moving his face, looking weird. It's just like <laughs> it didn't do it for me, right? It didn't have a venom feel to me, and it just it felt like a wasted effort. Like but I think I honest. think they're not trying to go for that typical superhero movie. Like they're Wait, the same thing. I, the same thing with Logan. Logan was not a superhero movie. That was just yeah. A, but a it, movie beyond beyond Logan. that fact, you're talking about Venom. He, you know, it's a symbiote. It's a suit. It's the it's the main issue with the. You didn't show any of that. You didn't show like a teaser. You didn't show him like in the it's background. A, like we didn't see like, any of it. But people expect too much from a teaser trailer. Nah, but it's a teaser. I mean, I got a teaser of Han Solo, but I saw Han Solo, like, and I saw the Millennium Falcon, and I saw Chewie, and I saw, uh, you know, Lando. I saw lots of stuff in a teaser. I didn't see shit with the Venom movie. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. I if you told yeah. me you could play that movie and then take out the the last part of it, and people wouldn't know what the fuck it is. Yep, that's true. And, I, and, I, agree, exactly. I agree. And and that that's where I'm coming from. Before we go, we go before I go on to it because I know I got a little rant on that. Lemon, you finally showing up, brother. Bad. Uh, it's the first Saturday I've been off. I laid down. Oh boy. He took the disease, man. He went night night. Oh man. Sorry about that, fellas. My apologies to the panel. My oh, you, you good, you're good, man. What, what are your thoughts on the Venom trailer, my man? I asked you a question, right? And I'm going to name some movies. Um, Godzilla. Uh, 2014 Godzilla? Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. King Kong. Um, Spider-Man. What? What what teaser when they got a uniform or a suit they don't want to show ever puts it in the teaser trailer? That is true. That is very true. true. Yeah, you're you're, you're not, not wrong there. They're not, they're they're not they're gonna definitely lose They're not gonna show it, and they not showed it. That's not because they already. That's it's their biggest. This is trailer. what they the do. They want to hold the the design to shock people. Maybe when it get closer to release, they'll drop it. But I was fine with it. You can't expect nothing out of a teaser. Sometimes a teaser is music, background, some punching in the face, <laughs> word scroll. That's what yep. teasers do. People expecting too much out of that. I, I'm not a big Venom guy, but I know what movies do with, you know what I'm saying, with teaser trailers. And sometimes, you know, Han Solo, they, they really had to show something. You know, this is not a regular Star Wars movie. They got to give you something to keep people interested. Venom and the suit, they're holding off. The same thing they're doing these other movies, man. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's not just the suit for me, man. If you, like I said, you take oh, away correct. the back part of it, people don't know that that's a Venom movie. And I think it's just as is, important. It's just as important. They don't want it to they, need that they get this trailer right because no one. It's like they're doing a standalone Venom movie, which in itself doesn't make any sense. Did you, okay. did you go look at the uh, the it Logan trailer? You don't. You wouldn't think that's a a Wolverine movie. It. They showed his claws, right? People know who he is. 
I hated Logan. Uh, they did. They did in the later trailers. In the first one, they they it, did. It, they had in the first trailer trailer. Yeah, had I remember being in the background. Was, you had everybody Logan speculated kind of that monologue. he lost his powers. Yeah, everybody speculated that he lost his powers. Yeah. The problem. The problem that I have with the Venom trailer is that Sony, you know, historically had troubles like towards the end with Spider-Man, right? And then they come out of nowhere and they announced this Venom movie, they needed to hit this teaser trailer out the park because people are spectacle. You know, they're, they're, they're skeptical, excuse me, about if this movie is going to be good. But they had so, two good movies recently. That's uh, uh, Deadpool and, um, and Logan. Let me ask you a question. Right? Or that, it, no, Fox. no, 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 no. Those are Fox. That's Fox. They want it to do. And, 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 and that, that's all they've been talking about. Yeah, and and this conversation right here that we're having, I think, is what 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 it coming down to. And I, I want to give uh give a shout out to Baseman right now because he 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 makes a good point too that that for a lot of people, you know, the teaser is that it is a teaser, uh, as well as what we're saying here. And there's the there's two camps right now in, in regards to this one. Is there's one that we're so used to seeing everything straight out the gate from trailers that some people think that there's too much in it. And there's this one where they put so little that there's no, you know, no one's able to break it down. No one can get an idea. You know, it, it's very close to the chest. Either way you look at it, me, at least personally, I'm not, I'm hyped for Venom because of the fact that I've always been a big Venom fan. And, and I do love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy picks his roles very well and he goes overboard with them and does them phenomenally. I think if, if anyone can really give that kind of obsessed personality for Eddie Brock to match with Venom, it, it would be him. But right now is I definitely want to see more teases. You know, we saw the tease of the symbiote, but for and and Salty, you're right on this. Is that they took away the last you know 10, 20 seconds of the Venom logo of his face? No one would know that that it's a superhero movie or anti-hero movie about Venom. Because no one would know who that is. But I think that's the purpose. I think that's uh, what they're trying to do. Uh, uh, agreed. Uh, I definitely think that it is what is being kind of planned out here. So it's either really smart marketing and they know what they're doing, or it's really not, and you know yeah, they, they don't not. know what they're doing. <laughs> it, it could be. It could go either way. This is another one of those ones that there's. It can go either way. But yeah, this really yeah. it caught just piquing our interest in the movie. It didn't show us a lot. Either way, it, it, it was trending. Trending yeah. is, is good no matter what. It, it definitely got a lot of people talking about it. That's what yeah, it, it has that. It has that did. They want people to talk, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, they, <laughs> they want to share about this movie. Yo, Twitter <laughs> and social media lit up. Oh my god, you know what? Yo, this is retarded. They didn't show that. <laughs> and then other people, you know, like myself, was like, I know it gave you the atmosphere of the movie. It looks serious as hell. Yeah. Because like the I mean, they gotta have the seriousness. I don't want to see no joking. I don't yeah. want to see no playing. It's classified as a horror, so I, yeah. I think it's gonna. And it's rated R too. Come on. Yeah, and 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 like I said, a, a lot of that does come down to uh, how Eddie Brock is uh, with with the symbiote. Because remember, Eddie Brock is obs is obsessed with Peter Parker because of how he feels. Peter wronged him. They're doing it a little bit different because this one they're they're going with that you know lethal protector where he's coming out of prison. You know he's having trying to connect with his family again. It's not working and and you know he's all sorts of messed up. The yeah. the the Venom symbiote kind of 
pushes that further when he when he does meet the symbiote and it bonds to him. So I think that he's played those kinds of characters that are that are obsessed and and outlandish and crazy but methodical at the same time. So I think if and if anyone could do it, I think he's a really well choice for that. Now the big part is how are they going to to do Venom like are, or do you do y'all think that they really are going to do him in the third act of the movie that he's only going to be we're only going to see him go full venom for a little bit and for throughout most of the movie we're gonna I think this is going to be like a two part movie honestly cuz I don't cuz the way the, the trailer is is more horror than anything I feel like the biggest horror part of the movie is like I'm guessing what we show is in the beginning when he first get attached to the symbiote so like the biggest part of the biggest horror aspect of it is, is it bonding to him and I think can go over the change of it and actually bust down the um, facility I'm gonna stop you right there for a second there. Up, I'm gonna have to slap Jay Fonz because he says he wants no, to see no. someone exude more masculinity for Venom, and he said so with like Michael Sarah. I'm gonna slap this dude. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the biggest horror aspect is the symbiote bonding to him. Like actually going through his changes, actually bonding with it, and actually busting out of a silly. That's probably uh, yeah. the my theory, my theory for the movie is he's he, he's a journalist, of course. He's a journalist, and he finds some stuff. And he starts researching it, and it leads him to the uh, the lab, and you know, yeah, things go from there. Yeah, we must see Van like good two, three times this whole movie. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. I, I want to know: is this this is a its own story, or is this? This is own story. The fact of there's been reports that it's supposed to start its own spot, Sony Spider-Man universe kind of thing. And it's not going to have any time to the NCU, which we know, but there are still talks that supposedly Tom Holland, Spider-Man is supposed to appear in is, there. That doesn't I, make I, it's not that's where the conflicting yeah that wouldn't make any sense for for this movie he, dude. Yo, and he's super old like that yeah that doesn't make any sense so like yeah. years ahead tom holland's this jokester See, well, you know depending like, on which version just, of eddie brock or which how they do the storyline there is still a way that they can do you know connect it to to peter parker uh with it but i do agree that it isn't the eddie brock that you know is as a journalist at the same time as peter at the daily bugle but there is still a way they they, they could do that uh on a few separate storylines because there's some there are some universes where eddie's much older than peter and 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 still gets bonded with the venom however it's just it's all over the place right now with 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 rumors and unconfirmed yep. Well, like, the, like they said, we know it's not supposed to be a part of the MCU, but they're making references and teases into the MCU and things. And supposedly Tom Holland might appear in it, and and a lot of things we don't know. So, and and that I think that's the biggest thing that that has that's causing a lot of buzz about it as well is we don't know how it's going to tie in if it is or if it's not. Did you see Kevin Feige's face when uh, the lady that's in charge of? of sony's side she's like yeah they're they're basically in the shit the same universe in his face man if you, <laughs> what, are you talking about? what are you talking about like no don't say yeah that. it's like do you understand how this works it's like you guys signed a deal uh spider-man's in the mcu they're different and that's why you know talking about tom holland being in this movie doesn't make any sense i 
Disney's not going to let that happen, dude. Yeah. It would just be a, a mind fuck, a cluster fuck for people to think about it. They're like, well, original plan, basically. You know, it's just Never. like, it's like if this Spider Man's in this universe, then why isn't Venom in the MCU? And they don't, they don't want Venom over there or whatever. This, this Venom, it, this is a, a rated R horror type movie. It let it be its own thing. Plus, he's going to be an anti hero, right? He's going to be. Going up against Carnage, if I heard that correctly. So yeah, so from some of the rumors and, and talks about what people have seen and, and what's come out is that there is supposed to be a doctor in this facility that gets infected with another uh part of the symbiote that is extracted because they're pulling the symbiote seeds. And he dies, but he's not really dead because the Carnage symbiote is still in his body. But after he's gone, he doesn't show up until the end of the movie, and they find out that he's still alive. The rest of the like movie, the like rest that. of the movie is is Eddie Brock trying to escape, and and the Venom symbiote fighting the other smaller symbiotes that are created from him. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I want a serial killer Carnage. Huh? Yes, no. and, and that. That that that's my big thing about it is that they have to do like that's what Carnage is is that people forget uh, or don't even know that the symbiotes are partly bonded to the mental aspects of their hosts. When Venom, when the Venom symbiote bonded with Eddie Brock, Venom had already bonded with Peter, and and he wanted to drive Peter to keep using him. But when Peter ripped off the symbiote and tried to get rid of it. It found Eddie Brock, and Eddie Brock was just as well as obsessed with Peter Parker. And when the when the symbiote bonded with him, they were both obsessed with Peter Parker and Spider Man to find out that they're both they want to be better. They want to take everything from Spider Man and Peter. Whereas when the Carnage symbiote came to Earth, they bond it bonded with a serial killer that was on death row. And when he was being electrocuted, saved the 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 dude from being killed, and they went. And just completely started murdering everyone for the sheer fact of they wanted to murder. Yeah, real quick about um, gets the whole movie with um Venom busting out facility. I'm not, I'm really not feeling that at this point. Are you saying the whole movie? I know it might be a room. Are you saying the whole movie is gonna try to break out the facility? I I think part of it is is that he he gets he finds a symbiote and then mm -hmm. the they they're hunting the symbiote and find him. And then they want to test on him and see what the symbiote is doing to the host. And they're okay. trying to exact, extract the symbiote seeds. Because remember, in, in the, the planet of the symbiotes, they, they took Venom symbiote and pulled out what are called the, the seeds within the symbiote, which they're able to use to clone other symbiotes, which created some of the smaller ones that we mm -hmm. know, such as Anti-Venom and a few others. Okay, okay. Cause I was thinking, like, I was hearing, like, if the whole movie is just him in a facility, that's gonna be a little wonky for me. It's like, I don't know how I feel about that, but if it's part of it, that's cool. Yeah. So, like I said, it, it's it's all up in the air right now, and that teaser has me intrigued because I want more because I do love Venom, and after Sam Raimi handled him and what he did with Tougher Grace, like, obviously, we we know how much Sam Raimi did not like Venom, and and how how set out he was to kind of do him horribly. I Why really want them to knock, it, knock it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but 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 Sam Raimi has come out saying that he hates Venom as a as a as an a villain because of the fact that he's so overdone and and all this. They wanted he wanted to focus really more on Sandman and everything else. That's why when they had him shoehorn in 
Venom, we got the two like the hour of weird Spider-Man dancing in the middle of the street, acting like an emo dude. So you want a more character-driven villain into the movie instead of yeah. Venom? Yeah, okay. exactly. For me, like only thing, only concern in the movie is like how do you do the design of Venom? Because I don't want like those skinny, scrawny Venom, like a more big, bombastic Venom they have in the comics as well. So and, and, I think, I, and with Tom, with Tom Hardy's natural build, he's a built, yeah, he's yeah, a big, broad dude. So I think with when it comes to them doing the CGI of having the symbiote, you know, kind of on his body and kind of slinging out its tendrils, I think we'll see him a little bit bigger. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, there, uh, Lemon? What do you what what? I mean, all right. Do you think they're going to give us the giant Venom, like from the video games? I don't think he's going to be no, like no, overly no. hulking that kind of Venom. No, I think he's going to be bigger uh, than, he, than he is. And and like I said, you've got to look at how built Tom, Tom Hardy is. I know he slimmed down a little bit for this movie, but if you look at how he was as Bane and, and Batman, you can get an idea of his size. Yeah, he's a little guy. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> and Bane well, was supposed to be that little either. <laughs> so, but but he's also yes, he he was small, but he's also a built dude. Like he was just, you know, Bane is supposed to overtower Batman. I mean, that eye to eye stuff doesn't work for me. Yeah, he was more realistic, Bane. In that, yeah, you know, I think he did a great job as Bane. But you know, when I saw the movie, even though I loved it, I'm like. Bane is not that small. I mean, even if I, I get where we had, yeah, we had massive hulking Bane that was on drugs all the time. However, I didn't want another, you know, dumb down, stupid henchman Bane like we got way back in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Try yeah. That one up. The neon Batman movies. Yep. <laughs> With the bat nipples. You know, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, I'm gonna do a good job with 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 the, with the CG and the character. I really hope they ain't not really trying to like do no guy in a suit and then mask over him. Yeah. You know, and like uh, Planet of the Apes or you know, or uh, uh, Green Lantern. I want them to do a real solid job. At least give him some height because that guy is short. So I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to have no hopes. But I don't want them to ruin it, man, because I don't really know that much about I know the simple things about Venom. So for a person like me, when I go sit down, I want to be pulled into the movie. Give me yeah. history. Give me a little uh, 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 kickback on what I already know and then grow on that. Please don't give me no nonsense because I like the Spider-Man. I liked Spider-Man's Venom. I did. People didn't like it, but I thought he was cool and I thought he was crazy. That's why I liked it. But and he looked fantastic. His mouth was incredible. The teeth was crazy. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's just the way that that we were seeing more of Topher Grace instead of Venom. Because yeah, he was in the suit for a little bit and had full on Venom. But a lot of the part of they kept ripping off, you know, Peter's mask and ripping and having Venom take his mask off. And we just had that awkward, high pitched, like obsession. Not you know what you would have that menacing sort of feel from venom that yeah. that was all, all i could think of was that 70s show dude yeah. like that's all i <laughs> thought like, about it's like eric was to finally decided yeah, to fight yeah. back and yet he's just unintimidating 
see his see his dad come in there and slap him around you know like yeah. that's that's all i thought about dude. <laughs> x spot that's hashtag not my venom <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah, true yeah but but like i said i i'm definitely intrigued for it because i i do love venom and i that that tra- teaser definitely left me wanting to see what they're going to do next now Speaking of other big, big trailers and things that are doing the teases right, Deadpool 2 put out its new, new teaser trailer, and we finally got to see Josh Brolin fully souped up as Cable. And at, as usual, Deadpool fashion, they they ripped on as much as they could. As soon as we saw him being serious, had the green screen arm on, and they had to poke fun at at Justice League. And and the whole Superman mustache thing, and then you know everything you'd expect from it. And then when they finally did show it off, so many teases on on what's looking good. The action is great. The characters look phenomenal. I'm excited for what they have. We saw uh, in the plane what looks to be X Force because Deadpool had Domino, and and they're stating that Domino is supposed to be the the secret weapon, the big shebang that they're gonna pull out. We saw Terry Crews is standing next to him. We don't know what character he's supposed to be. And in the background, a lot of people saw a dude behind Terry Crews that's supposed that supposedly looks like Star Crasher, which is one of the interesting characters that's in Deadpool's <sighs> band of uh, mercenaries. X Force. Yep. X Force. So a lot of people think that that they're gonna show off the basis for the X Force movie, which Ryan Reynolds is supposed to be help riding along with uh dead uh after deadpool for this and i think that if they are going to do the x-force movie which we already know that now would be the best best place to put the foundation for what's going to be coming up in that because we know yeah, that josh Brolin and dozzy uh, beats for domino is supposed to be in the x-force movie as well what did y'all think about the trailer did anyone see it yeah I love oh it. yeah i love, love it that was- all right you know what's the best part about that trailer? What's the best like, part about that trailer? Fuck it up. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that trailer. Because buying Fox or whatever they're going to be doing over there, you listen, I, I don't want no Disney influence on no R movies. Please, oh, yeah. Please, please, please don't do that to us. You know what but I'm they saying? Did they, say, they know better. They, they know say better. They no, they do not. <laughs> no, they do not. They will take something and flip it PG thirteen in a minute. Wait, is, is See, Deadpool, but like Deadpool said, is still radar, right? Yes, yeah, a radar. Hey, we Gucci, we Gucci over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, they came out and said they're going to keep it R too. So. That's yeah, and, what I wanted. <laughs> Please, they, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not touching it. And and we gone out on last show before that that um. That they're keeping the X Men universe separate from the MCU, and we do know that Disney does have their own studio that's that's done, um, you know, the rated oh, R movies. films or more. They're more extreme films. They're not going to have the big Disney logo, but they're still affiliated for them to have that basis for those projects. So I still think that we are because they are still going to use the Marvel logo like like they do in in Deadpool. Um, as well with, uh, with the X-Men, they'll be able to, once they pull that over, but it's not going to have the big Disney like we would expect in, in the front of like the other MCU movies, but they are going to be associated with their more, their adult 
oriented uh, studio that does those rated R movies. But it is still great to, to be able to see those kind of go back and forth. I'm just yeah, glad that, that, like, that they're not messing with it because I think one Ryan Reynolds was born to play that character. There's no one I could see that could encompass what Deadpool is more than him. And having him write a lot of that is is perfect. Like don't don't step on what works. That that's my big thing is we saw what happened when they try to get too involved with uh Age of Ultron. Um, Age of Ultron exactly. <laughs> this is working. Don't don't interfere with it. <laughs> they can't be that stupid to interfere with it because they didn't know if they mess it up. That's just that's just lost money right there for them. Exactly, as well. and, and, and the best thing is, is that 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 movie did so much with so little of a budget because uh, so uh, Fox kept pooling money from the project and and their budget, and yet they still knocked it out of the park with them trying to basically shit on the project and take as much as they could back from them, and they sold it phenomenally well and made so much off of it yeah ever. like that that's the thing that they need to do is that one the the trailer is just phenomenal it's exactly what you oh, expect they, out of they it. perfectly nailed this deadpool universe it's deadpool. over the top it's crazy it has enough action it has enough humor with it as well it's perfect exactly and it, it has the, the their teases and their marketing campaign have always been so well done it's exactly what what you'd expect the overtopness like uh you know back in uh october or november when we got the bob ross trailer and and they did the the setup <laughs> for the the you know the festive the festivities for thanksgiving like oh, yeah. that that entire yeah, first like one, seconds but then yeah, they ran for the superman in the phone booth too that was great Oh yeah, making fun of that during the Logan trailer. Yeah, it was yeah. it was great, and and like they've always done it right. Like, who who could sit there for two minutes and do a better skit of of so of someone as calm and serene as Bob Ross while making nothing but whack off jokes? <laughs> Only Deadpool. Yep, exactly. Yeah, if anyone else gets too cheesy, it will come off right. Yeah. It, 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 it would and it's it's great uh to do that like it, it, it it's it's marketing campaign is smart and well done and and definitely a lot of uh i definitely think it's one of the unique ones because very few movies could do what deadpool does like honestly yeah. there's very few anything that can kind of do the marketing campaign that they're doing with deadpool even breaking the fourth wall that's some people might want to write up. It's not as easy as it seems. You can really mess it up quite easily. Exactly, and yeah, because look, look again. Look at the Bob Ross trailer alone. With that, like that one, the jokes in there are well written, and the 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 reactions with the fourth wall breaks is phenomenal. In that, because like when he starts with the painting, and he looks at it, and he's just like, "This, the world is yours to make and break as you want." And he looks at, it, he's like, "Holy fuck." <laughs> yeah, uh, cascading white powder. God, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then two two seconds later, what he's right drawing on it with with the brown, and he looks back at, it, he freaks out. He's like, "Oh my god, what's that?" Like, yeah, it, it's it's smart marketing because of the fact that it's unique, and and there's very few that can replicate that formula. Yes. So let's get into this article about saying it's too much over the top. Yeah, so there was an article that came out, and and this is, I believe, the article is from the Washington Post, 
And oh, the, the writer, I know that's a problem right there. <laughs> right? The writer of the article stating that he's absolutely hyped up for Deadpool 2. He wants it to come out. He, he's, he's anxious for it. And then he goes on in the article to talk about how the marketing is killing the buzz for it. Like, he, they're doing so much with it that they just want it to be out and done with. Like the, I the feel like he... Is- like that first part of the article saying he's, he's such a big fan of just like the yeah, cover just, just, just like a save his ass when he's like goes into it. Man, like wait guys, I like the thing, but this is why I don't like it. Like, come yeah. on. Because he said he, he the way he puts it is that the first, you know, the first movie coming out with the marketing that they did for it was the little movie that could because of all the trouble that it went through. They said this movie is is gonna do well, it's sold, it's gonna sell, and all this, this, and that. But he said that there's so much to the marketing and everything that they're doing that it's starting to become too much for too many people. I completely disagree with that because where is he getting information from? Yeah, it's just like (laughs) yeah, just just reached right up there and pulled out that little fortune cookie that says this marketing is trash. He's like, yes, it is. If anything, it it, it shows how much they care about the the character in the movie. Exactly. But why would you wrap up the marketing for the second movie and the first one did so well? You would take it to the next level. And, it, and it's not like these are like generic ass trailers. These oh. trailers don't have anything to do with the movie, damn near. They're just fun. Yeah. They're perfectly and, to Deadpool's on mythos. Is, that's what exactly. It is. And and they're they're doing so much with it that that it, it's great. Cause look at the the Deadpool uh Twitter account that was live tweeting during the Super Bowl. Like that was hilarious. And like one of the tweets that was great was just, God, I love pink and not just the pop singer because my second favorite shade of red, it's also the color of people's outsides. And that lady biker gang from Greece, hashtag DP the SB. <laughs> like they're smart with what they're doing. Not saying it's too much is, is, is a fallacy because they're playing to what makes that character that character they're doing it smart every one of the trailers have been such a big play on that they're hilarious like no one can replicate bob ross in in any of his essence and yet in those two minutes they encapsulated what makes bob ross interesting while also making fun of it like and then the fact of before the Logan trailer, they were making fun of old phone boost being the chasing port for for superheroes and and making a play on that. Like, there's so much that they're doing right that makes it work. Yeah, this dude, he just wanted clicks. He's right off the Deadpool hype for that time. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I'm just sitting there like, what if you're a true Deadpool fan, you would appreciate the smart marketing that they're doing because this is exactly what he would do. Yeah. So what do you guys think, Salty and 108? What do you think about his article? Uh, I mean, marketing is marketing, right? I, I, if yeah. the first the first Deadpool was under budget and you know they didn't have the, a lot to work with, I mean, the second one they're gonna step step it up a notch, you know. So I think this movie just sells itself for the most part. Like I think they've been doing a good job. Uh, with what they have you know ryan reynolds he's awesome and i i just like some of the the photos that they've had did you guys see that one where he's like doing a photo it's kind of like a model and with the water cascading down but it's bullets i think yeah, that was genius recreating yeah. Flash dance. yeah yeah so it's just i think that they know what they're doing with this franchise and uh i like the direction it's going in uh i love the fact that 
they just know who they are and they they play to that audience you know deadpool is a unique character it's one like you guys said yeah, you can't have other characters doing what Deadpool does because it just wouldn't work, right? So Josh Brolin is a badass. I just want to throw that out there. Oh yeah, uh, he he's gonna be a badass Thanos, and he's gonna be a, a badass Cable, and it takes the badass dude in real life to pull that off, and he just he just has that bravado to him. So he really does. He's he's doing know? double duty with that, and he's one of the few actors that's gonna be in two movies in the same month. And the same awesome movies yeah. at the same time. Yeah. He's definitely making some bank. He's putting in some serious work, and they he both really is. major really blockbuster movies. I think they're doing the right thing with Deadpool. I mean, even the um the first te- teaser with Homeboy being shot in the <laughs> in the alley. Yeah, it takes forever to change. <laughs> first of all, Deadpool the first movie was hilarious. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it kept the action enough. We know he's not a a uh, uh, A-listed superhero with powers and everything, but the the idea that they gave you in the first movie, anything they have shown after that, leading up to the second movie, has been in the same category. We've all watched every preview and had the same feeling. So it's no change, more comedy, and it just looks good, man. Especially the last one with the um with Cable, that was crazy. I thought that was exactly. They they just keeping you there. Great marketing, great. And and I gotta give a shout out to here to, to Xbox because he makes a he makes a great point is that the humor in the trailers are definitely Deadpool personality to a T and that they're showing you a lot of the movie without showing you the movie marketing and and that is the perfect way to to give it th- or to explain it is it showing you what you'd expect without showing you anything from it, it it's playing to that humor and and what you'd expect out of the movie without having to show the movie. And yeah, I think that's what makes it so unique. It's perfect for Deadpool because he's naturally all over the place anyway. So you can just take clips from out the movie and put them in the trailer. It would be fine. Exactly. And, won't break and, movie or anything. Yeah. And when you hear some of his monologues while he's talking to himself because he's always doing that and some of the characters kind of respond to be like, what are you on? I think that's great. And we saw that in Homecoming where Peter is always talking to himself or, or always talking. And we saw that part of that is because of the suit. And he has that introspectiveness and and humor that gets added to that extra layer by having Karen and the voice in the suit, and and we see that here with with Peter or with Deadpool because he's talking to himself in the audience and everyone around him doesn't understand and he, they're just like, what are you what are you saying? I I think that's a, a uniqueness of its own as well. Yeah, they're definitely doing Deadpool right. I'm glad they're getting a sequel to this. It's definitely a good movie. And this this dude's article just. I mean, just a ass hat. It's going north from that. Batman uh, versus Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, <laughs> and Injustice. <laughs> they would have to give it a sequel. You got a C level superhero beating out other people's A list. Exactly. Crazy. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be just like you know. Wow, they didn't do a sequel, but that movie that movie stunned me. And he did, and he was uh, the same character in X Men. What was Origins. that? Origins. Origins. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's He's what kind of drove them to, to to really do it right after after that. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely fits that character, even though he messed up my Blade Infinity movie, but <laughs> <laughs> or Infinite or whatever you want to call that flop. <laughs> he uh, definitely did a great job as that dude, man. I like 
I don't know about y'all, but I like Green Lantern. Yeah, I enjoyed Green yeah, Lantern, but a part right. of it was yeah, I did was, too. It was okay, but but the issue came down to the writing of it, like his his portrayal of how Jordan was was well, and I enjoyed the CGI in it, but a lot of it came down to the the writing of the story that that was off putting for people, and and what kind of killed it. But since you mentioned uh, Blade, you you know that that Wesley Snipes came out that he's not opposed to doing a fourth Blade movie. Of course he's gonna say that. <laughs> Look at Black Panther right now. Come on. I mean, I shot uh DVDs with this guy back in the days, but who else can do Blade? They would really have to go out their way, man, to do Blade right. And this guy has Blade on lock, and he didn't even like the third movie. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's bad. People are like it's all right. I'm like Wesley Snipes didn't like it. <laughs> How did you like it? But I wish he did did a fourth um um version of that blade <laughs> yeah. they gotta redeem that 30 second fight with uh dracula hey i think now is the perfect time for him to make that resurgence back man like i said oh yeah i think i think blade is definitely one of those characters that deserves to get uh deserves a second chance and and a redux as well as we're already seeing them doing that with with spawn which i think is exactly what what they need to do Oh, yeah, that's another character that had a great first movie and then just died off. An excellent HBO series and then died off. Then he went to make toys. Todd McFarlane's a weirdo. He- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my guy, but come on, man. He is definitely one of those uh, eccentrics that that make you wonder a little bit. Yeah. But but at least he's coming back for for that Spawn Spawn remake. And he said that he's gonna do Spawn the way he should have been done. You know. Not talk all action, and you know, very you know, bored to the max. I mean, the first Spawn was gangster. They were shooting everybody, people, uh, people in tuxedos. Airports was blowing up. I mean, what else do you want? The devil, <laughs> the devil's minions fought all in the alley, killing the bums. I mean, what else are you gonna do? This need to make a sequel, man. And he had. Michael Jaha White, the perfect person for that. You got a great action star that can really act. Yo. Built I... the job. And then y'all just leave it alone. <laughs> and <laughs> with the head of his time. Dude, really transform it to a motorcycle spike. Do y'all know how hard that was back then? Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. That makes technology. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the fact that they took, had the little demon's face on the motorcycle while he was driving. Right. I mean, his dude had the, the Superman cape on steroids flying through the city. Dude was the man. Then yeah. they just dissed us and said, all right, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, if you look at it now, though, <laughs> like, man, it is definitely one of those movies that it, it's still great because it is a good movie. But, man, the graphics do not hold up. Like, it is absolutely like if you look at his his cape when he's like coming into that big uh, ballroom. And how you just see the cape kind of go over the whole place. It looks like a really cheesy, like, soup-looking texture and blender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'll watch the movies again. But I definitely think it'll. It, it, they could definitely do it much, much better now with everything. Oh, yeah, the technology's definitely there. Just need to get the good story together. Oh, definitely. And I, I'm just glad that, that Todd McFarlane's coming back and that he's they're giving it that attention and, and rebirth that it definitely needs. What year are we looking at for that? 
Um, from what he's saying right now, possibly 2020. Not bad. Yeah, we they they haven't put anything in day, in stone right now, but from from some of the talks, it looks like 2020 would be the year that we see Spawn finally make his comeback. Yeah, but you know what we can get high for Jesus. Oh, absolutely! You know what we're gonna get high for? This finally, Academia. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, so me, you, up here are are and everyone here. It's definitely big nerds, and and especially for us, we are absolutely anime otaku's to to the highest degree. And we have come out multiple times that on this podcast, as well as our logo, how much we love My Hero Academia. And we already knew that the third season was was already confirmed, and that it was going to be coming out in the spring season of this year. Well, now we finally have a date set in stone on when it's coming out, and it's coming the. It's going to air officially on April 7th of this year. And I cannot get more hyped than anything because I just, I love this show so much. It's just a phenomenal, well done show. Do you know how difficult it was to avoid the damn manga? <laughs> not to spoil myself for the yeah, show. Yeah, I did the same thing. I have not I, read the manga yet. I'm like, I, 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 I spoiled a little bit for myself, but I had to cut I've off. I've gone there. back and reread what, what's been shown in the series. I have yet to go back far the only thing i know is i actually know what toga's powers are i'm i'm not going past that yeah, because, don't say anything. yeah, yeah don't say because anything. it's gonna blow you away like man i I'm, I'm at a loss for words because this anime is probably <laughs> one of the best in such a long time it's done shonen so right and and those who don't know what shonen is it's a genre that's made for for young boys as it would be but Battle shonens are the biggest things. There, there were like Naruto, uh, One Piece, Bleach back in the day, and then of course you know the biggest one is Dragon Ball. They're big fighting shonens or 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 uh, or big shows that fit that genre. And this one has to be the biggest global phenomenon to come out in so long. And the writing in it, the attention to detail, the the visuals of it, the storytelling is so well done. As well as the 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 work that goes into the music for it, oh, like goodness. every time I hear you say "run," I immediately start welling up. I don't care that that song is so good, and it's done to so many beautiful scenes that are just amazing. It gets me worked up. the The characters in there are so well written. Not that, gonna lie, I play that song like good thirty times a day. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I do. Like completely the, transparent. The, the the Nomu and All Might fight in season one is probably the best fight. Uh, in besides the the tournament arc, of course. But that one, hearing that song play and hearing All Might's speech, it just gets me every time. Like you riled up. It, it is. It gets me riled up. But it's just such a beautiful song, and hearing his words and his speech on on everything, it it hits something special within you know salty as someone who's who's a casual and and very not not so much big into anime what what do you know of this series and, and a lot of the the hype around it yo i honestly don't know a damn thing dude so i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, I'm, with him. I'm with him you just told me yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a good first anime to hop into it's not as weird as the other ones it's, it's like 
It's like a really good one to hop into. You know, it, it, it really is, especially if you haven't watched anything in a long time. It is so it is one of those ones that will hook you because the characters are so genuine and the way that they're written that it gets you in a certain spot. Like the main character, Deku, is one of the most flawed and beautifully imperfect characters for a main character for so long because he's not special. He's completely unspecial compared to the rest of the world, which is what makes him unique. And when he does finally meet and get what can put him on the level of everyone else, he can't control it. He he's complete. He's known as the losing hero. And I think that works because of the fact that even when he wins, it comes at such a great cost. More so than than Goku because nothing ever affects that man because he can get away with everything. He gets tired at the end of fights, like, oh, that was yeah. definitely tough. Or or it. he dies and is able to just come back because Dragon Balls. Anyways, yeah. this one actually has lasting effects on him, and it's it's phenomenal. Like it has two seasons out right now, about thirty eight episodes. They're on. You can stream them on pretty much anywhere. Uh, I definitely recommend the subs, but uh, uh, the subs because it's the best one. The, though I do love, I do appreciate the dub of this because the characters and the the voice actors definitely do great with the English translation of it, and they do well in their aspect. There's just certain off puts and personalities for me, and the way that they portray some characters. But it is definitely one to see. If you have Hulu, you can watch it on Hulu. Dub's trash. Just throwing it out there right now. All double trash. <laughs> you don't like it, man. <laughs> nah, I just, I just not a big fan of dub anymore. Like I'm, I'm, I'm completely hooked on subbed. See, I've, I'm, I'm still, I'm into dub for, for various, for some animes as well as, uh, you know, only Dragon Ball for me. Everything else, no, I can't see, do it. See, like I watched Overlord oh, season one for me. Like here's you the thing. Like, right now, Overlord season two started. I'm watching the sub. I, I don't like it. I, I watched the first season in dub, and it was phenomenal. It was gotcha. a well-done dub. Gotcha. And I'm waiting, out, for two, I'm waiting for season two to come out in dub so that way I can watch it. Okay, I'll definitely check that one out. Yeah, like they had the whole first season like on Hulu for that one, and the dub is like <clears throat> really excellent in it. And, you know, there's there's just some – at least I'm in that camp where there, there's some English dubs that are well, and there's some that just aren't. And and my hero is one of those ones where I'm in the middle of. I prefer the sub, but the dub is phenomenal for people who don't like to 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 have to read or 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 deal with the Japanese voices. The the English dub they do a lot of work in it. They they're phenomenal and and great at it. But for me, some just the way that some of the personalities fit and the way that they do the voices is off putting. For me, sub. For me, sub is keen because some of these animes, their the dialogue is so cheesy. I can't stand hearing English language. So it's easy for me to like to accept it if I read it in English. Yeah. I just can't hear my own language. I can read it in mine. Yeah, and like the biggest thing for me, at least that that I find a little bit hilarious about the English dub is if just knowing Chris Sabat is the is the voice actor for All Might. I love Chris Sabat. He's phenomenal. But every time I hear All Might really start going off, I just Vegeta. think of a Vegeta who's just trying too hard to be nice. Like if you watch the Nomu versus. All might fight and hear him talking in English. It seriously just sounds like Vegeta the whole time. It's a little off-putting too. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox said you could hear the dedication <laughs> in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm sold. I'm sold on that. Uh, I'm oh, but definitely, it, it, it's one of those ones that have become so big and came out of nowhere. When I first found found the first season, it was like halfway through the first season, uh, back in 2016 when it when it came out in the spring. And when I was watching it, dude, it it floored me so quickly, and I fell in love immediately and just couldn't get enough. And just seeing how big it's grown and gotten, it's one of those series and shows that come out once every so often that just deserves all the praise that it's getting that it's doing so well the the character the creator has worked on so many different franchises and and knows how to write knows how to build the universe knows how to build the characters he's doing it well and i think that's what's the biggest praise for it is that he's really taking the time to nurture the series and and write it out the way that it should be and to give it the details and the growth because it's not just about the main character it's about the class of characters that he's with in the school and there's like a, a roster of about at least 16 different students and each one of them are slowly getting their their time to shine like we see them in the background but they've slowly grown across both seasons and we're gonna see more in season three you know this in in april and i'm glad that we're seeing that because there's so few shows that have such large ensemble casts that do those characters justice because a lot of them just end up sitting in the background the whole time. They're just not given any sort. Yeah, they're not given any sort of attention. They're just fodder. Look at Naruto. Look at Tenten. All right. Probably one of the coolest girls when she came out back in the early episodes. And she was Water. completely she she was completely forgotten about after you know the tuning exams. Like she had one job and and she put in and she messed that up. Like her Soccer on screen. Yeah. Soccer should have been forgotten. <laughs> Don't tell I'm, that. I'll, to stand, I'll stand by that. <laughs> yep, I, I agree. But, but for anyone who's still on the fence with um, Hero Academia, we're all comic book fans here. This is pretty much a comic book anime done right in its own little aspect as well. So if you if you even have one inkling of trying it out, just keep traveling that is comic book related. It, it really is one that that is definitely worth giving a try. So definitely. so if you definitely, if since you haven't seen, you know nothing of it. T- I'm telling you, brother, you're not gonna be disappointed you know, at all. Disappointed at all by giving this a chance. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, you too, uh, there, Lemon. It's it's definitely one that you would absolutely love because the fights are are well done, the 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 visuals and well, everything on it. Info, so I can start following because this sounds amazing, man. I definitely um, need a new thing to get into. This is it sounds crazy. Sounds like they put a lot of work into it. They they really did, and I'm rewatching both seasons right now. Literally getting excited for for April for season three. Like I'm, I'm already rewatching both seasons to get to get set up for the upcoming season right now. Now, with, with that being said, and and our gushing kind of done, here's a little discussion that I want to bring up because I've seen this in a lot of different kind of shows and and things lately. What is a show that you that you watched that was, you know, just phenomenal? blown blown away straight out the gate and as it went on you know it was great it had great buildup and then when the ending came it was just you know flat it it wasn't a blowout 
but it wasn't disappointing. It's just not what you would have expected. Did did anyone have have that kind of sensation with a show before? Like it doesn't have to be just an anime. It could be any show that you that you've watched. Can it be for an ongoing show? Yeah, if it's if there's an ongoing show, yeah, definitely one. The Flash CW one. It I just I can't. It started out amazing for me, but like season two was good, but season three and all, I was like, uh, I'm getting, it's getting a little repetitive for me. And like towards the end, the favorite worst season was with Sabotor. Sabotor. Like towards the end. I just, yeah, towards the end, I, was like, I couldn't give a fuck anymore. I was like, just herb and this shit already. Let's <laughs> so move on to the next thing. <laughs> uh, was, for me, me for the last season of The Walking Dead, I, that has to be yeah. one of the the, the weakest uh, endings and season possible in the series, which I'm not complaining complaining because <laughs> the show is amazing, but come on, man. We all tired of Negan. He should have been dead seven episodes ago. <laughs> God damn. He ain't dying no time soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, listen, I see that, man. Now they living in sewers. I mean, yeah, come on. That <laughs> was very disappointing. Oh. February 25th. They going to have to redeem some of that. Cause I, I stopped the season three Walking Dead, so you're not going to spoil anything for me. I don't care at this point. I, I, think, <laughs> I, think I, stopped, I think I stopped watching The Walking Dead after, like, halfway through season Five, where Beth died in the hospital. I think that was the last no. thing I saw. No, oh my! God. I, I don't even know what season they are. I don't even know what season on that. Car. Car. What yeah. season are they on? <laughs> I don't know. Dude. I got my wife watching the house. Carl. Carl. Carl's kill people. Carl. <laughs> I'm basically. Yo, this is why I like that show. When he got tired of his father, when we, we all was, when he was acting like a punk, ready, he's tapped out, he basically called him a pussy to his face like, man up, Wh- where's the real Rick? <laughs> where's my real dad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no. Rick, Rick is a, he a boss now. He a Yo, boss now. He's being a boss because when he was farming and he didn't want to kill zombies, I'm like, what? What? But people too. No, it, it son, it, they built into his character, and made his son stronger. They had, they hit so many points in that move. Uh, move. They hit so many points in that series. <laughs> it draws you in. You understand what I'm saying? It makes you care about yeah, every. I'm, I'm really too attached to a lot of characters in Walking Dead. I really am. I mean, when Glenn died, man, me and my wife was, was looking like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> So oh, one of the best characters in the whole show. I was like, "What? What?" I mean, Dude, nah. Glenn. Glenn was my nah. boy, man. Glenn right. was my boy. Right. I remember he was a he was a sucker in the beginning. All he did was run, get caught. He had the boots on, man. He had the boots on, man. Right. And he, he became a gangster. <laughs> Fight back now! <laughs> I got something to live for. At but, least he got some. I don't right. know anybody else. Yeah, and Rome just brought up something in, in the chat, and I want I want to agree with him. Is that the Strain series uh, from FX oh, was, was such good. a good yeah, show? It, was it really it was. The the build up throughout the season yeah. was phenomenal because the fact of the way that they portrayed vampires in that show was so badass. Like I oh, loved yes. every aspect of it, Me but too. I do agree at least in the season one. The the ending was just weak as hell. Like compared like, to the, the rest of the like, what is this? I was yes. like, what is this? And then uh, season two is terrible. Everything else on screen is trash. Garbage. Yeah. 
And and that made me sad because when I heard about that show and who was directing and everything, I was just like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing! It was dope as hell. And then the ending was just some letdown. I'm just like, what is this? I think think he doesn't direct it no more. I think he just dropped it off. Like fuck it, I'm not. See ya. I'm out. I I do. I do agree. I love that show, man. Don't do that. (laughs) 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 Yo, uh, no. I mean, that was one of the only shows with a. The good guys was completely depleted. They really had no more options. I mean, he killed his son like nothing. I mean, y'all didn't think that was crazy? Yeah, so but he, then it ended bad. Son ass. It ended <laughs> he killed that dude, though. Like, that stomp out was like Rodney King. It was vicious. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I love this dream, man. I loved it. I'm but sorry. The, the Maybe, I never watched it. Like I, tried. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I mean, when they started farming people, damn. <laughs> this is nasty. this is regular TV, regular cable. They was farming people and Yo, babies. But, but, and babies. Yeah, yeah, but but FX is one of those those channels that's very unique because they do a lot of experimental over the, shows and over the top. Man, over yeah, the over top. the top. Because look at look at Archer, man. Archer's their biggest animated show, and that one's all over the place. Thanks oh. to, to 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 Benjamin uh, and that. And I love Archer. Archer's so I love great. Archer, man. I it's never crazy. watched a single episode of that. Show, oh, you got to right. mute him right now. He's muted. <laughs> Kick him off the show, man. Kick him off. <laughs> He's crazy. Archer's. Crazy. I just I'm never forget into it. Like, smash man, the chat. I don't know. Yeah, Axe Cop bored me though. I can never get to Axe Cop though. Yeah, Axe. Well, Axe Cop, you know, is written by by an eight year old, right? Oh, they're, wait, they're really? serious? Yes the oh, the creator the the creators and uh the creator and the animator of that show, his son writes this came up with the idea for Axe Cop, and he kind of lets him write it, and he just draws it and animates it for him. That's why it, it, it's a Trash. kind of like a cult show, but <laughs> it, it, he he does. It's a big thing that's gotten a lot of attention because of the fact that it, it is a show that he made that is written by his son. Man, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you weren't making that good of a story when you were eight years old, sir. Hey, maybe. Never know. Maybe there may be a big light scene, though. You're probably taking L's in the sandbox, is what you was doing. <laughs> Salty, you got a show that 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 you were in love with all the way through that kind of fell flat for you. Hey, honestly, this might not be popular, but Luke Cage. Uh, <gasps> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, man, dude, yeah, I, I was digging, I was digging that show, I was digging it. Cottonmouth is a badass. Uh, as a villain, and all of a sudden he gets snuffed out, and then you know, uh, striker takes Diamondback. Over. Diamondback, that fight with him seems so fucking cheesy with his suit. It was, che- um, it was cheesy as hell. Yeah, yeah. And, so and, and uh, it's not no. a popular opinion. It, it Cottonmouth literally was a compelling villain for for Luke Cage, and Diamondback had the buildup, but just the way that they they put him at the end just kind of was a was a bit of a shoehorn. It was it was weird, man. It almost felt like someone made that final fight scene on YouTube or some shit. <laughs> you know, what we're saying is Luke Cage is awesome, but it's just the way that they they got rid of Cottonmouth, who was such a good villain, 
uh, yeah, yeah. all the way through the show and then kind of replaced them with Diamondback. And Diamondback didn't have that same drive. Like he was His compelling. His seemed petty. He, no, yeah, Di- but Diamondback was was a great antagonist and that driving force all the way up to the point where they kind of got rid of of Cottonmouth and then Stryker was doing his thing. That was the issue is that he was he at that point it was petty. It wasn't driven. Yeah, because I, I was totally invested in in the Cottonmouth storyline in the way his character, you know, went about stuff. And I could, you know, he truly was that guy you can look at. And then, man, I don't know, man. It, he, he just died. And then I, I lost. It just, it went downhill. Like it was like six episodes in. And then I just, I don't know. It's one of those things. But hopefully season two is, you know, has a compelling, you know, villain. No, any, I agree. Any show, any show with a superhero, the villain makes the movie. If you don't have a strong villain, I don't care how badass your superhero is. It don't matter. The villain yeah, makes agree. the movie. Yep. You have to have over the top, a.k.a. when when um uh the Dark Knight returns. Was, which one is the second one in the Dark Knight series? Well, Heath Ledger and the uh, Joker. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. Even um Lex Luger in the first Superman movie, the original. You got to have a badass, somebody who doesn't care. We're not playing by the rules. I'm taking it to the end. I'm a I'm a kill your grandmother in the wheelchair type attitude. Don't matter. <laughs> oh no, and, true. But you have to have that. You know what I'm saying? And you know when you have a a, a good show, or you know like Negan is badass. The last badass they had was the general on The Walking Dead. That dude was gangster. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that's what pulled you. Like Negan, fully disrespectful though. Right? He, he, he be he, on some other shit. He he's different. Yeah. He need Ritalin, but yes. <laughs> like, you know, he, he makes the show. When he beat Glenn with that bat, man, people had people had fear in their hearts at home. That was crazy. I was looking at all these um forums, and dudes was like, "I wouldn't know what to do. I would just do what he say." I'm like, <laughs> "TV show? What the hell's wrong with y'all?" <laughs> but that's how <laughs> it makes you feel. So. You gotta have a great villain, man. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, and, and that's why Daredevil, the first season, was was so well done. Is because Kingpin he was didn't fuck so around. He fucking did well fuck done. Around. Like he, the the actor who portrayed Kingpin made him so compelling because he was one of those villains where it really was that gray area. He wasn't doing it just to be evil. He wasn't doing it. Uh, you know, out of spite or anything, he honestly thought that what he was doing was right, and he had to do it the way he was doing. He was one of those villains that that you can understand where they're coming from, so you can't hate them outright. And the fact that he still had such a big part in season two and uh, helping with uh, you know, Frank Castle and everything else is what makes him more compelling. Is the fact that he still has so much pull. He was such a good villain compared to some of the the others in the in the in the Marvel shows on Netflix. Yeah, he wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty as well. You know that one guy scene. from Kingpin? You know where he came from? You know what movie he was really debuted in to make him famous? Well, he wasn't even famous in the movie. Men in Black. He was the alien. Oh really? Yeah, the one that put the guy. The, he he took he put the skin on. Oh yeah, he was a, not the father. Yeah. Nobody, nobody even remembered that. Oh. Holy shit. Mr. Sugar Water. <laughs> yeah, Sugar Water. 
We <laughs> 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 came from before CSI and all all the other crap he was on. What was that? CSI New York, right? Was that it? Oh yeah, it was. I remember he was on like a crime show. I do remember that. No, what was what is that thing called, man? In New York, the the crime show. What is it called? Oh, uh, Law and Order. Law and Order, the one with Ice T on it. That's that's yeah, that's when he got a Men in Black movie, and he took off. Oh, from sorry. After Rick and Morty, I can't look at Ice T to say no more. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh gee, damn, <laughs> Venom. <in here. laughs> but, but you know, for me, th- this one's gonna be a little bit different because it's probably gonna be one that that m- not a lot of people know because this is gonna be hardcore anime fans. But for me, it was a sh- it was a show called Erased. Erased was so compelling throughout because the con- the concept is um a, a a college student 28 year college student has such a mundane life and one day when he he sees a butterfly he comes home finds his mom killed and finds out uh and has killed himself but when he wakes up he's back into his body when he was an 11 year old child and he realizes that he's able to go between the past and the future um, because apparently there was a serial killer when he was young that was killing children that he went to school with. And one of the girls that, that he was in school with died from the serial killer and he's trying to find a way to save her. And he's kind of living between being a child again to try and save her and figure out what's going on because he still has the mind of an adult. And he he keeps going back into the future and realizing things are still happening the same. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. And it's so compelling throughout this series because you're kind of seeing the growth between him and this girl. Uh, Don't worry about the age difference. It's nothing like that. But he's trying to do a lot to save it. And he's actually giving – when you find out about what this girl suffers from, her parents are abusive. She oh, sleeps shit. out in the cold in a oh. in a uh basically like a tool shed outside in the in the snow at night because her parents abuse her. Uh she has no friends, like just this horrible thing, and he's trying to do everything to one make her life better, give her friends, kind of help her, as well as try and solve the mystery of the serial killer. And when he does find out everything, it builds up into this big confrontation while he's a ten ten year old meets the serial killer and they have this kind of talk and then he goes into this coma while he's a kid and wakes up in the future you know the same age and everything that you were hoping from the ending and where it was going to go completely does not go that way like he doesn't end up being with the with the girl in the future she ends up dating one of his other friends that was a kid um and everything that had been building up from everyone's relationships throughout the series does not go. He meets the serial killer again when he's older um, because the serial killer kind of finds out that he's uh, coming out of his coma, tries to play it off, but they remember. And when they did kind of have their final talk, you know, it was found out, everything shows up, but it was so bittersweet and anticlimactic and in, in what you were hoping that it was going to be building up to it kind of let me down it was still a phenomenal show and it actually has a live action that's on on hulu and the full series itself is on hulu as well but the ending was not what i was hoping for uh, or anything that you thought it was building up to and it was kind of like i said it was very bittersweet for me and 
I really wanted it to do more, but I do see where it's coming from on the ending, but it, it did not have the hype that I was hoping for throughout the entire series because it was just so good. Like, if I'm listening to you about this, I already feel depressed and let down just while I'm listening to you about this show. It, it's, yeah. such a good, it, it's such a good show, though, because it has so much tension. It really is kind of like... Uh, I wouldn't say horror, but it has an aspect. It's more suspense, a, a, a thriller. Yeah, suspense or a thriller, and it's a really well done show. It's just that ending was very. It really was depressing. I, I would say that, and not depressing in the bad, like oh my god, this is just horrible kind of depressing. It's just that it was depressing because it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. It, it didn't have that 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 kind of nice ending that you were thinking that that would come of it. Yeah. I can feel you on that one. Yeah, but it is definitely still one of those shows I definitely recommend because it is still just really, really good. And it it, it is still just enjoyable. It's just one of those series or those endings that was very bittersweet and kind of flat for me. Yeah. Um, so have you listened to yours off yet? Uh, no, but mine would probably be Dead Man's Wonderland. Dead Man's Wonderland. Huh? Dead Man's Wonderland. Dead Man Wonderland? Yeah. 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 It's it's basically because they um they canceled it and I didn't yeah. know that. And I was yeah. like, what the f-? and now at the end of the I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, are we gonna figure out what is going on? Or like is he gonna figure out who killed all his friends and the, the entire classroom? No. And we just see a we just see an ending on I was like, oh, this is terrible. This is I don't know why I watched this. I wasted my time. I wanted to see if he would go crazy or Anything like that, but nope, cause they canceled it. That's probably the only thing. That was the, probably the only one in Luke Cage as well. But uh, to Lord uh, Kaibata, who's listening right now, I was talking about Erased, uh, the show Erased. But no, I I know where you're coming from, Soul, because I watched Dead Man Wonderland too. And when it had its end for that series, I'm just like, well, this is a real shite way to end. And I went out and actually found the manga. Turns out, yeah, it was canceled. And that where they stopped in the show wasn't even more than like 23 chapters into the manga. And there was still like another 100 after. Like they removed removed a big character that, that wasn't in the show that was so necessary for driving the rest of the series that they wrote themselves into a corner and then just just cut it off where it was. Like, if you go and actually read the manga, it gets so much more better because of the other characters that they show, and the story is just phenomenal. It really is well done. But that's a show that's probably never going to get a, a, a continuation. Ever. I don't know why, because it, it, it seems pretty good animated-wise and everything. Yeah, it really was good animation wise, but it's just they they took out a, a small character who actually had such big uh big implications for the rest of this of the story, and it was uh it it really had big implications on what they could do with it because of that it didn't have uh they weren't able to continue with it. It's also my issue with how they did uh Blue Exorcist because if you watch the original Blue Exorcist season one. After like episode thirteen or fourteen, they went their own they went their own storyline where they show that both brothers were you know, demons, you know, going basically to the end of the series. Well, about a year ago or so, they did that continuation with the Kyoto Saga, which is 
picking up after like episode 13 or 14 and basically everything after that episode from the first series is like retconned they they completely oh forgot about it and it's just like one the the series is there you're trying to uh retroactively retcon it and and show that the second brother doesn't know that he's also part demon and yet in the other series you had him fully close out as a demon by the end of the series like you you that's one of those things about them never going back to another series and then when they do having to try and rework it because it doesn't always work out actually i did see like a couple episodes of uh Blue Exorcist, the second season. I did watch the first season, and I did notice like, what is going on? He should know that he's he's part demon. He's like, yeah, and and he... yeah, exactly. I don't know, but yeah. but that was one of those things for me. I was just like, they they retconned that entire second half of the first season. So if you want to enjoy Blue Exorcist, after like episode thirteen or fourteen, after the fight with uh the Mephisto's brother, uh and and that whole scene. Everything else you can just skip because it's not going to continue on into the Kyoto Saga and go from there. Mm. Sad. It, it really is sad because the I read I because I was so upset with what they did with Blue Exorcist. I actually went out and found the manga, and I think they're on like chapter a hundred and eleven or something like that. And it's so good because of the fact of what the other characters in the class are. When you find out more about their backstories and their motivations, it's mind-boggling. Like, one of the characters in there is actually a top-tier exorcist, like, second to the to the girl who's training uh, Rin, uh, how to use his demon powers. And another one in there is actually a traitor for another organization. Like it, there's it's craziness on how much that that show had potential and they squandered it. Yeah, I might check it out. I definitely might check it out. Yeah, I could be petty and listen to Arto off as one to start off good, but having disappointed at the end. Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have started Boruto. It's actually pretty pretty good so far. A couple of yeah, little, little episodes. Shit. Oh, that, yeah. That's the only that's the only answer we need. <laughs> just skip yeah. episodes one through thirty. <laughs> that's all the oh, slice of life. I saw episodes one and two. This is like episode twenty-eight or so. That's what I did. But yeah, as soon as we get past the life slice episodes, just actually start getting their actual ninja missions. Actually, that's was pretty good. Yeah. See. See. That's good. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's def- def- definitely a slow start. There's like too many of those life, slice of life episodes for me. Yeah, but there's hey, something man, wrong they, with, they, with the They're in a world with no war. They're, they're living life. That's true. That's true. Not much going on. Like everything's slowly building up because we already see all these schemes happening between the neighboring villages as well. They're trying to start a war again to like reclaim their arms to their um, clan and villages. So it's definitely kind of a little slow start. Yeah, they, I think I think a lot of animes that have that slow start definitely have the potential to pick up because like black clover is starting to really pick up and it was going slow although they were going at a that, much slower I hate pace. that boy voice so much so <laughs> hey you mean you don't like yelling asta 24 <laughs> 7 oh, i want to smack the shit out of him he is so annoying oh nah, i enjoy it every time relax bro yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing about Bakugo. He's always yelling. I think but Bakugo I has think a the, deep voice, and his is not like ear piercing. Oh no! 
I don't know. There's certain times where his is pretty uh pretty grating there. <laughs> Salty's just like, I don't know, anime, I'm just gonna be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if I can list off another one, it's actually one episode in the series, the new Godzilla one on Netflix. Like for me, it started off so great, but like towards the middle, I was like, oh, okay, this is all right. I can't watch that Godzilla on Netflix. That shit look crazy. I lost all interest when I saw like five Godzillas popping. Like, come on, y'all, what y'all doing? Yo, I, I enjoyed that Godzilla movie. <laughs> five Godzillas pop up. Right, it's five Godzilla squatted up at the end. Like, come on, y'all, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> Cologne YouTube. No, what is this? Somebody I just didn't like the CGI, breaking. and that's why I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna check out Godzilla. It didn't bother me till the end. I saw Godzilla close up, like got thing rock going. Like, what is this? Like, no. Yeah, they, they took it and put a spin their own spin on it. You know, oh, that's, yeah. that's how they do in Japan. Like uh, the Batman, I thought they they did a couple of them Batman's pretty awesome, man. Oh, that new Batman gonna be god like. Oh yeah, did it already come out? No, not yet. The well, Gotham by Gaslight just came out, and yeah, I and heard about I, that. I, I, I need to watch out. that because I've heard it's been really good. Salty, what do you think about the 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 new animated Batman movies coming out? Gotham by Gaslight and the new Batman Ninja. Hey man, I, I saw the trailer for those and they do look clean, man. I have to say, like if I'm gonna watch any anime, which I don't, uh, I would uh, definitely have to watch that because I'm a big Batman guy. Uh, so I'd like to see that take on Batman. You know, it just looks uh, really. I don't know. It looks awesome. So yeah, that's my take. Yeah, definitely, and and it is one of those ones because I think the Batman Ninja is gonna be very unique because one just the the imagination of all the the characters as ninja and samurai is already awesome but the fact that we're going to see the full bat family we're seeing red hood red robin we're seeing damien we're seeing nightwing batgirl and of course uh batman himself and then joker and gorilla grod as a warlord and um you know uh, we're gonna see Selena, like Catwoman, in there. Like it's gonna be awesome, and the animation looks clean in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for. It. I can't wait. I really think it's dope. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't really heard anything about the the new Batman either, so I need to check that one out too. Yeah, I've been hearing good things about Gotham by Gaslight. So if you are a Batman fan, definitely check that one out because I believe it takes place in the noir universe where it's more old-school, steampunk-styled Batman. So it, it's definitely going to be unique, because in Gotham by Gaslight, it's, it's Batman going up against Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I might check that out. I might run it on Voodoo or something like that. I will definitely be checking it out. Batman's my favorite DC character, so it's going down. Popcorn, Pepsi, and Batman. That's how we're doing that right there. <laughs> uh. Yeah, isn't Gos- um, Gaslight out right now? It, it yeah, is out yeah, right yeah. now, so so I'm uh, probably going to have to hit up that uh, red box to get that. Yeah, I'll try to watch it tonight if I can. Yeah, definitely. But I think I think we've had a good time tonight. I think I think tonight was a was a lot of fun with everyone here. Even though Salty's just like, "Yo, y'all going super nerd on me?" He's like, "I can't even I can't even get in all that." <laughs> it's well, all, you know, it's he had this good, segment dude. about Star Wars and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Venom. I, yeah, he definitely. I went fan, in on I fanboyed out on movies. on Star Wars. Man, so. <laughs> yeah, you did. But hopefully, you know, with our talks on on some of these animes that you may not have heard of, definitely got your interest. Like, definitely, my hero is definitely one you have to give a shot. Like, it's it's simply a masterpiece in its own right. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I watch very little TV, so like I'm gaming whenever I have free time. So it would have to be like legit outstanding for me to watch it, you know, because I have a backlog when it comes to TV shows, too. So that, oh, that, trust me, bro. But like I said, the, you are able to binge it because we're all in that uh, binge culture now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Out, so you're able to do that. But definitely, if you do want to give a chance and uh, jump in there, it's definitely one of those ones to definitely uh, to check out. But, you know, tell everyone where they can find you, man. Tell, tell everyone uh, what you do and what we could do. Uh, yeah, Saltiest Gaming, two words. You can find me on YouTube. We're going to be doing the Saltiest Podcast tomorrow, uh, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern. So you can check us out tomorrow. Special guest is the Ashen Luca. I'm sure you guys have heard her. She's uh, definitely one of the popular figures around the community. So yeah, oh, we're gonna be doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so we'll be doing that. That'll be lit tomorrow. Um, and I haven't made a lot of content. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's just I, I don't put content out there if I don't. You know, I'm not passionate about it. And let's be honest, the news has been a little bit dry lately when it comes to Xbox. So hopefully that picks up, and then we'll get some videos out there. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Saltiest Gaming. The I is a one, and you can find me on Xbox Live, Saltiest Gaming, one word. All right. Get those salt shakers ready. Gotta That's get right. those salt shakers. <laughs> and I definitely enjoyed. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed being on here. Thanks for having me. Uh, sorry, I couldn't talk about anime, but you know it is what it is. Oh no, you're fine, man. Uh, okay, man there's there's nothing good. wrong with it. Anime is is starting to become popular, but having that casual perspective, someone who doesn't know it, and getting to hear the passion from the people to be able to to get it, that's always a great aspect to have that outside guys, looking in perspective. Guys, we yeah, for, yeah. we forgot some critical what supers on tonight. Oh, super. Thank you, Lord. Um, happy to this. I'm sorry for mispronouncing your name. We forget Super every Saturday when we go on show. Hey, man, that's because we haven't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, Jeremy about to go go ham on everyone. But the boy seventeen be putting in that work. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I hear Xbox guys watching Devil May Cry Baby. That's another good anime right Yo, there. Devil May Cry one Baby. Of hardcore ones. I, I suggest. Very... I suggest if you're new to anime, don't watch that shit. Don't watch. Don't, it. don't start with that one. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah it's uh definitely uh it does not hold back on that one but i we still love it so if 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 outlandish and over the top is your thing do it it's more than over the top but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i said it don't hold back but dragons where, where can they find you at brother man so first of all, let me apologize for being late again, man. First time off, not doing a double on a Saturday. So I kind of like took a long nap. <laughs> My bad, fellas. But it's always a pleasure me having uh y'all having me. And this is probably one of the very rare podcasts that I can actually learn something and still get involved in the conversation. This is crazy. Um, one away dragons TV. Y'all already know what it is, the gaming channel that I only promote facts. No figure. <laughs> you know Just look it up. One away dragons on everything. Twitter, Instagram, all across the board, baby. I'm here for y'all. Just preaching the facts. That's it. All systems. All. Yeah. Definitely give the guys here some yeah. love for coming out on the show. We do want to thank y'all. Of course, we are going to have everyone's information down in the description below. So be looking out for that update. But everyone in the chat, thank you for joining us again and having fun but tonight's been a good day so 
We're going to catch y'all later. So peace out and check it, everybody. Peace. Peace. Thank you, everybody, for coming on through.